Welcome to The Jig Is Up. My name, of course, is Darcy, and I'm on my own here tonight. But uh, I want to send a shout-out to all of our pledgers that have pledged over the last uh, week or two. Uh, so Jerry, thank you. Miranda, thank you. And Jen, thank you. Um, you know, if you anybody's interested in getting exclusive content uh, or some rewards from our show, you can go to our Patreon page, which will be in the link. Uh, there, will, the link will be in the description of this episode. Check us out there. You can pledge anything from a dollar and up um, per month, and it helps support our show. It helps us to be able to get out and get more stories, more guests, more interesting conversations going. And leading into that, I have a guest today who uh, was absolutely a blast to talk to. Um, very interesting things to say. And he is uh, Graham Anders. He is the creator and editor and everything at Lee Nouvelle. And if you don't know what Lee Nouvelle is, you need to find out. Because it is uh, Métis Nation of Alberta news. And But he has a history of journalism, which he explains to us. But it's the, the articles are well-written. They're they're not biased in any way. They're just, you know, look seeking answers to questions. And I absolutely love the articles. He's bringing up some some issues I think that uh, people aren't even really talking about. And he's asking questions about things that, you know, that need answers, but they're pretty interesting. And you're not hearing about them on a day to day basis in any in any major media. They really don't care about these stories. Uh, so phenomenal conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, so here it is, Graham Anders. All right, so joining me today is Graham, and he is the author of Lee Nouvelle. And welcome to the show, Graham. Thank you very much. Awesome, great to have you. Um, so let's start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself and how Lee Nouvelle came to be. Well, I, I don't even know if Lee Nouvelle has come to be yet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, so I, I, I'm, uh, I, I've been a member of Métis Nation of Alberta for quite a few years. Um, before that I was a member of Métis Nation of Saskatchewan. Uh, before that I was a member of Métis Nation of Alberta again, and I'm pretty sure I was a member of Métis Nation of Saskatchewan before that too. <laughs> so, um, I, I grew up, I grew up, uh, right around Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. So okay. my, uh, my family is, my family's right from, uh, St. Louis Batoche area. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it, it's interesting. I mean, we grew up not knowing that we weren't Métis. Um, I, I always say Michif, uh, cause you know, my, uh, the language that the language that my family spoke was was is is what people have started to call Michif now. Yeah. Um, whereas my my old auntie Leona Boyer, um, she used to say, Michif is not the language. Um, we are Michif, and we're the language. So uh, it's always so. I I guess I I use the word Michif and Métis fairly uh, fairly. I don't know. Uh, they they seem to be uh, used fairly equally on my part. Uh, I really so, like how she put that, though. That's a really good way to look at things. Yeah, it it, it really is. You know, and and I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of our culture, uh, the 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 Métis culture that originated 
in in the Red River area and then kind of moved over toward especially Saint Louis Batoche that area uh you know I had uh, I had grand I had grandfathers uh that were killed uh in the 1885 resistance um yeah you know the the language the language was so much a part of the culture oh, and yeah. the culture was so much a part of the language so uh you know so so it, it's always been it's always been a huge huge source of pride for me and I'm getting to discussing Lee Nouvelle, uh, believe me. Um, <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. I'm yeah. But one of my, so one of, another one of my, uh, another one of my grandfathers several generations back was a man by the name of uh, Pierre Guillaume Sayer. And um, Pierre is credited with uh, his trial for selling furs uh to the northwest company is credited as being the end of the hudson's bay company's monopoly on the fur trade oh nice Uh, yeah so so there's you know there's all this stuff my uh one of my grandfathers um jerome henry was he was actually uh he was a spy gabriel demont had him inserted into uh, into Middleton's group, really, to oh, act wow. to act as a guide um, for Middleton and his group. So my uh, my grandpa Jerome, he he led them on a bit of a wild goose chase, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then actually was able to flee from them and get to uh, get to Fish Creek, Jerome's coolie, and and get the message to all the other Michif, all the other Métis there that, Hey, you know what? Middleton and his men are coming and they're planning to attack us here. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so where this t- sort of ties into Lee Nouvelle, so much of the stuff that I see going on in Métis politics today. Um, and, and this is across the Métis homeland. I see so much, uh, there's such a lack of accountability and being who I am. Uh, I was a journalist for more than a decade, actually like a professional full-time journalist. Yeah. Well, and cool. yeah. And uh, you know, so I, I asked questions for a living <laughs> and I haven't been in journalism for, I don't know, 11 or 12 years now. Yeah. But I guess just I meet I reached a I reached a sort of a, a boiling point or a, or a a tipping point a couple of years ago where I just I couldn't knowing who my grandfathers and grandmothers are and what they sacrificed um, I couldn't just sit idly by anymore and allow stuff to kind of go to go the way that it was going without starting to ask questions. And that was what, that was what sort of, uh, planted the seed for Lee Nouvelle. And, um, I mean, Lee Nouvelle and Michif, Lee Nouvelle just means the news. Yes. So, um, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot of power that can be had just from simply asking questions. 
um, which I'm sure you experienced being a journalist professionally, but also, you know, doing Lee Duvall. Um, it's, it's a very powerful thing to just simply ask questions. Well, it, it's powerful to ask questions. I wish that there were more powerful answers. Yeah. And that's, that's the, the, the disappointing part for me. The always the disappointing part for me um, is that we, I, I refer to Lee Nouvelle in, in the, the sort of the editorial we, um, we don't get any answers. Yeah. We seem to get pushed, pushed off. We get brushed aside, just like so many citizens of the Métis Nation seem to feel as though they've been brushed aside. And there's, there's no need for that. We're, you know, historically speaking, the uh, Métis were governed by themselves. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And, and that's exactly, you know, <laughs> that's exactly we're known as the people who rule themselves. Yeah. And for some reason that's gotten lost. Well, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons, but there's for some reason that's really gotten lost over the years. And we've allowed ourselves to be governed by people who aren't interested in leading. They're interested in governing. That's, that's my perspective. Yeah. And that's a great way to put it too. Um, now, I, I just was thinking about this. Like when you, we look at um, the Métis world, there's not a lot of uh, Lee Nouvelles out there. Like there's not a lot of, uh, I guess, press or media as far as Métis media that that holds the Métis, you know, quote governments to account. Like you see, you know, on federal and provincial and municipal politics, it's always the media that's holding the politicians' feet to the fire, saying. You know, while well, we dig up, dug up this information, what's going on? And we dug up this little bit of stuff you wanted to keep secret. And so I think media has always kind of been a check and a balance on on government. And uh, do you think that's maybe why? Because for years there was, other than the organization created media, there really wasn't that check and balance. Do you think that may be part of it? or? Well, I, I think that's definitely a part of it. I, I mean, you know, if if the people who are supposed to be making the decisions are also running the source of communications, then that's not news. It's not journalism. It's, it's PR, it's public relations. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, the fact that I've, I've got some experience with the public relations world as well. And, you know, you want to take your message and you want to get it out there to the people as you want it to be presented. Yeah. And um, I wish that there were more Lee Nouvelles. Um, I, I honestly, right now, Lee Nouvelle consists of myself, uh, a couple of a couple of volunteers. Yeah. And we we draw no revenue. Uh, it's entirely a hobby or actually a hobby isn't even right. It's a passion project. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I think about, I think about my grandpas and grandmas and I think the least that I can do is start to try and uh, ask questions. And, you know, it's very revealing the fact that the questions don't get answered. Even when, um, 
you know, we've really only put out a couple, three or four stories, what I would call proper stories now. Yeah. But they've been unbelievably time consuming uh, to generate. They've been uh, incredibly frustrating to gather information. And the huge reason that is, is because, and, and these are ones that are just related to the Métis Nation of Alberta. Métis Nation of Alberta doesn't respond to us at all and that was the story that was the story what before lee Nivelle came into into existence too you, i would phone as a citizen of Métis nation of alberta i would call the office i would send emails and no one would get back to me yeah well and i think that's a common theme like i i did a i talked to a woman uh earlier in the week and same story they're trying to get answers and they just they actually have uh, their local uh, regional offices phoning the police on them to get them out of their office. Um, you know, so it's it, it's like I always say to people, you know, even if you're not doing anything wrong, by by acting that way, you make everybody believe that you are doing something wrong. Well, and 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 I mean, you know what? People are people are smart, and you know, in 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 my experience, uh, Métis people are very politically aware. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always love to say that, you know, the the joy of political discussion and political debate that that Métis people seem to uh, derive <laughs> is 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 it's unlike it's unlike anything I've ever witnessed, but I'm also a part of it. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and here we are, you know, and and it's all good to talk broad uh, to talk in generalities and things like that. But right now we're, and, you know, and, and, and the jig is up. You guys, you guys did a, a an episode on this uh, a couple months ago about the Métis Judiciary Council. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And the fact that uh, the MJC hasn't been in effect for a few years now. And, and this whole thing really kind of snowballed back in December. I went to a special assembly of uh, of uh, at MNA to dis- it was a special assembly to discuss the Métis Judiciary Council and what the what the direction forward was, and then also to vote on something that people didn't really have a lot of information about. Mm-hmm. So I stood up in the meeting and I started asking Audrey Plutcher questions. And I didn't feel like I got any answers. Oh, really? Like, um, Audrey's response was, uh, oh, well, yeah, we were, we were given the okay by the membership to conduct a review of the Métis Judiciary Council. And then we did the review and we took that to be, we took that to be a vote of non-confidence in the MJC. Okay. And, and, and my point to, my point to Audrey at, at that meeting was, well, you know, being given the authorization or the, the, the support for a review is a completely different thing than a vote of non-confidence. Yeah, and absolutely. So, you know, so I started writing, I started writing emails and making phone calls and whatnot. 
to the MNA provincial office and I, I'm still waiting for them to have a provincial council meeting so they can discuss whether or not they'll give me access to things like copies of motions that were made to get rid of the NJC, to get rid of the Métis Judiciary Council. And, and, and it, it, it's just so, it's so counterintuitive. It's so, it baffles me. These are in, this is information that is supposed to be publicly available or publicly it should be available to the members of yeah. MNA. Um, it's just now that because it's not being made available, I, uh, I'm, I'm making it publicly available as I get information. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, th- th- that sounds like it kind of, that was the, it sounds like that was the kind of the, the start of the first article that you wrote, um, talking about the, the MJC and then also the, the vacation of the vice president's chair or seat. Well, again, that was just sort of, yeah. And, and that was, that was, I mean, the, the, the Métis Nation of Alberta bylaws are explicit in what is supposed to happen if the vice president's chair becomes open. Yeah. And for some reason, provincial council or the, the executive, or maybe it was Audrey Potter herself. I don't know. Um, they decided, uh, well, you know, we're just going to carry on without that position. Yeah. And, and, and that's a crucial, crucial, again, you know, you talk about checks and balances, that's a crucial check and balance for the operation of Métis Nation of Alberta. Absolutely. Yeah. And, sure. and someone, someone, and, and again, right. My, the, the requests that I've made that are being considered by provincial council, um, whether or not, you know, we as members of Métis Nation of Alberta will be allowed to see them. That includes justification for getting rid of the vice president's position. Yeah, because effectively by this point, they've almost, well, they made it um, not even there. Like, well, I, yeah, and, and and if you go through, it's 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 all very it's all very, um, I, I, and I use the word questionable because there's all sorts of questions behind these decisions. But even if you go back and look at uh, the uh, the annual General Assembly information packages from 2015, uh, from 2015 and 2016, which would have been the 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 year that would have covered uh, the vice president's the the former vice president's um, resignation, there's no mention of it in any of that information. Any of the information really? that was handed out at the AGA, there is nothing in there. Really? Um, so it's yeah, like it's only... just a forgotten about position at this point? or? Well, I, I guess it was a forgotten about position or, <laughs> or, or I, I don't know. I don't know. How do you wake up one morning and just forget, oh, yeah, we were supposed to have a vice president for the last three years? <laughs> See, and that's what I mean. Like, even if there was no nefarious goings on, why so secret about it? Why so closed up about it? Why, why not just simply follow the bylaws and put a new person in? Like I, these things just it, it doesn't make sense, right? 
I mean, it well, seems it like a simple sense. thing. Like you have bylaws. This person resigned for personal reasons. Follow the bylaws. Seems pretty simple. Well, yes, it does seem very simple. Um, and it does seem really straightforward. But clearly it's not. So I've approached, I mean, I've approached every single single member of provincial council uh, by way of email. And I always put read receipts on these emails so that I know if people are seeing them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think every member of provincial council has responded with a read receipt on these emails, except for Bev New and Karen Collins, who are the secretary and the treasurer of Métis Nation of Alberta. Even even Audrey, Puch, even Audrey Putcher, who's the president, I'm asking these questions directly of her. I'm asking these questions directly of uh, the senior executive officer, Aaron Barner. Um, you know, I get told by the communications department that it, it's a decision that rests with Karen Collins or with Bev New or whomever. So I try to reach out to them. I don't get anything back. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. And, and especially because right now, this is such an important time in our history. Yeah. We have, we've, we've finally been, you know, through the Powley decision, through the Daniels decision, et cetera, et cetera. We finally have this recognition. We finally have these, we finally have a seat at the table, so to speak, that actually has, you know, actually has four legs underneath it. Um, instead of, you know, trying to wobble around on a, on a, on a monopod. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and, and we're not getting this information. Yeah. Our, our traditional way was that our leaders would lead according to the will of the people. But the people, the citizens, now have become the last people to know what's going on. And that, to me, is shameful. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said earlier, I mean, it's not like this is, uh, you know, you're not the only voice out there. I mean... Even when I go to events and stuff, I mean, myself not being a member of the MA, I, I tend to, you know, take that outsider's view. But I, I can't even count the number of people uh, that I've been to for, you know, Metis Week events and stuff like that. When when I'm talking to them, they just, they're saying the exact same things you are. Like, they can't get answers. And, it, and sometimes it's not even about very heavy-duty topics. It's they've, they want to know what's going on with, uh, you know, in, urban housing and how you can get more information on that and they'll phone and phone and email and they can't get anything. Um, so it, it's, it seems to be a common theme. Uh, and I, I just don't understand why. I mean, it, it, the, that organization should be there to serve its members, right? Well, one would hope, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, what uh, one would definitely hope. And, and, you know, some, you know, yeah, it's exactly that. There are, there are people who aren't able to get information about, Métis Child and Family Services Society. People people try to find out information about about the child and family services. Yeah, and I hear frustration all the time about well, I can't get anyone to call me back or um, or whatever. And it's interesting because 
being, I guess, who I am and and uh, how I, I I don't like to take. I'm not willing to take silence as an answer for anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I all it does is it just causes a person like me to go out and do more research, and <laughs> yeah. and and the questions the questions that I come up with after that are are mind-numbing like you know uh and i don't know i i don't i want to give i want to give people i want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt yeah i want to give i want to give audrey putcher the benefit of the doubt i want to give bruce gladue the 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 benefit of the doubt uh and aaron barner and karen collins and bev new and everyone and i'm naming i'm calling out specific individuals because these are the ones who have answers to a lot of the questions that lee nouvelle has been posing yeah and uh and and uh, and it's stonewall after stonewall after stonewall like here, here's an example i'm i'm as as i'm talking to you right now darcy i'm looking at a copy of the financial statements um for the year ended march 31st 2016 right and someone put these on the on the website actually i think these are actually these were the these are the only set of financial statements i think that are available on the Métis nation of alberta website yeah and you and you look at it and you see okay well uh the the auditors have said that these are a bunch of entities that the association owns or holds in trust, but meaning the MNA holds or uh, owns or holds in trust, but they don't have the ex- the ability to exercise direct financial control over them. And I look here, and the very first one that I see here, Alberta Métis Historical Society. Well, um, being kind of snoopy, I looked at Alberta Métis Historical Society. It is also mentioned in the 2017 files. Yeah. So a friend of mine went and pulled the uh, the uh, uh, the corporate registration. Well, you know what? Uh, Métis Nation of Alberta Historical Association. Uh, it was struck from the records. It was struck from the corporate records in 2006. Oh wow! And it says right. It, it, it says here September second, two thousand six. It was struck from the corporate records, and it also says in here that it was struck from the records because they didn't file their uh, their annual returns. So that means when you say struck from the records, just for everybody who's listening, that means they're no longer registered as a corporation in Alberta because they exactly. didn't file that that one return or whatever, right? Exactly. So they're listing it on their their audited financials as a corporation, but there is no corporation. There, there, they it it doesn't exist. It's been struck from the records. Wow! And two thousand six, you said. So that's twelve years. Twelve years now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So and, and I mean, these are the things. Like, why is that still on the record? Why is it that you know? Um, why is it that in two thousand seventeen? Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm just going, I'm, I'm actually working on, and I'm working on a database that I will make available to the, to the Métis citizens that, you know, was putting all this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, that 
there were in 2016 it listed 13 different holdings including the uh including the uh, uh alberta metis historical society which we know in 2016 had been defunct for 10 years wow there are seven more corporate entities listed in 2017 than there were in 2016 so they were they, they were running around red it seems like they were registering corporations like crazy then well i i, I can't say that for sure i haven't i haven't yeah. pulled all these documents yet because you know what honestly every time you go and pull a corporate document it costs you 30 bucks yeah yeah so you know 20 different corporations that's 600 dollars, and and <laughs> i i'm i'm trying to you know i'm trying to run a business um and do this as a hobby yeah uh or a passion project as i'd said earlier yeah but but you know there's there's things in here now like metis crossing foundation that wasn't present in the 2016 report the Métis Entrepreneurship Fund Incorporated. That wasn't in the 2016 report. A couple of more numbered companies that weren't present in the 2016 report. Um, well, and then the the other thing is um, because they're doing the audited financials of the M&A, they actually, because those are separate legal corporations, they can't go in and touch those, right? So it's not like by reading the financials of the M&A, you're also going to get these corporations that they own. Well, it, is that correct? Well, you won't get the details. Yeah, like you'll get the names, but you won't get their audited financials. Is what I'm saying. Well, no, not necessarily. But the fact that what what bothers me or what what alarms me is that the 2016 report doesn't say anything about any of these companies. Yeah. But the 2017 report does. Yeah. And then you take another company like uh, Keto Client Data Systems Incorporated, which is, I, I thought it was a company owned by Rupert's Land uh, Institute, but it says in the 2016 report, it says that it's inactive and it's included as a for-profit, uh, a for-profit um, organization owned by MNA. It says it was inactive in 2016, but it wasn't inactive in 2017. And 2017, it shows revenues. I think it's like a quarter of a million bucks. Wow. Okay. So, and, and again, I'm I'm not trying to say that anyone's doing anything wrong. Yeah. But why the shell game? Yeah, like really, just just answer basic questions like where did that money go? What are these corporations? Let's tie all this together. And make it. Really, for the members, it should be quite like, almost should be a booklet that comes out. Here's if you want to. I mean, the thing is, is owning private corporations is actually good for the nation because they can generate their own economy. So, really, that's something you should be proud of and saying, "Hey, we generated a quarter million dollars worth of revenue here, and we put it towards this." Well, and right, and, I mean, and then instead, what we end up with is we end up with. Um, we end up with financial statements that don't seem to tell the same story from year to year. We end up with decisions being made by uh, probably or possibly just being made by a single individual or two or three individuals. So, and, and because we only have three members of a, what's supposed to be a four person executive, 
those three members are Audrey Putra, Bev New, and Karen Collins yeah. that are potentially making these decisions for the entire nation. Shame on you. Yeah. For not even letting, not even being willing to let people know what's going on. I sound like a politician right now. I'm very <laughs> aware of that. And, but, and I need to say, I have no interest in running. I have no no interest right now in running for a political position with MNA. And one of the reasons I think that is, is because I think that with some journalistic skills and some obviously some uh, some passion about it, I may be able to do more service to MNA and to the Métis people in general than I would by going along and towing a line. Not a single member of provincial council has responded to any of these requests. Wow. Not one. Wow. Well, and, and you know, I think you're right. I, I mean, I, I think it's great for people who think, you know, let's get in the system and let's change it from the inside. I would absolutely encourage people to do that. I mean, I, I think there should be a, a change of leadership at this point. I mean, it's been 20 years of same the same leadership. But even beyond that, I think there there needs to be people on you know, the journalistic side, there needs to be people being the politicians. And I, I think that's that check and balance system. And I, if, if everybody respects everybody, then it works well, you know? Um, and, and I, I truly hope that with the, with you, what you're doing, even, you know, I know they got an election coming up this September. If, if there is any new people, I truly hope they start to realize people are asking questions and there's more and more questions and there's more and more people like at some point in time, we need to answer these questions. That that, mm-hmm. that is going to come to a point. Um. So I, th- th- I mean, that's my hope is that with what you're doing, especially, it's it's not only asking the question, but it's putting it in people's minds that look, you know, these questions are asked, and they they will eventually need to be answered. And and that's the thing. And and you know what? If there's if there's if there's if everything is being done by the book. If everything is legitimate and justified and everything like that, come out with it. Absolutely. And and uh, you know you bring up a really you bring up a really important point too, Darcy, and that is that I feel as a mischief man, and I've explained where my family comes from. I I mean I, I I've explained that I have a responsibility to my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and so on and so forth to make sure that this stuff is done properly or at least done with the proper amounts of, of, of input. And, you know, uh, voter turnout for MNA elections is, it's, awful it's terrible yeah no oh yeah uh, if there are 500 people say that attend an, an annual general assembly but there are according to uh to one the one bit of information that i did get from aaron barner of mna the C, the senior executive officer uh there are thirty six thousand members yeah. 36,000 enrolled members and 500 people making a decision about what direction we go. But even when those 500 people make the decision, 
it seems as though it's being ignored by Audrey, Bev, Karen, and whoever else is involved in the decision. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I, and I think, um, you know, I, I love the way you say that, where you have a responsibility to, you know, your kids, your grandkids, and, and generations to come. Um, because it, I, I feel that's what it is, too. It's a responsibility from where we came from to where we're going. Um, and, 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 and this is like, so, and, and no, uh, no, no offense or anything. I mean, you've been, you're very upfront about it. You're not even in, you're not even a member of the Métis Nation of Alberta. And yet you understand that this has an effect on you and your family. Yeah. And that like, how is that not, how is that not completely obvious to all the other members that are out there we we all have an obligation we have an obligation to our grandparents and to our grandchildren absolutely well and and you know you have an obligation to your grandparents your 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 grandchildren your community your the people around you um you know you have these skills where you you know you did you were a journalist you have those skills it's not like everybody in the Métis Nation does. So you can you can do what you're doing, and that's fantastic. So, you know, people, I guess that's kind of where you're being responsible to your community to your and to all those people that need this information. Um, and I, I, I truly hope that it starts to hold leadership to account. Um, and and I, 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 <laughs> as much as I love a conspiracy theory, I really hope that in the end we find out there's really nothing nefarious going on. Well, um, exactly. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I kind of doubt that, you know, uh, there's a, there's a man smoking a cigarette behind a fence. Um, <laughs> you know, excuse yeah. my reference, excuse my reference to, to JFK, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I need to back up for a second and just say, I mean, that's, that's very, that's very, uh, kind of you, to single me out as a person uh, who has these skills, but you know what? There, there are a whole lot of us out there that can contribute so much to calling, uh, to, to speaking truth to power. Yeah. And, and, I can't do it alone. I have no interest in doing it alone. The few people that have, that scrape a bit of time out of their days or weeks to read over this stuff um, or whatever. We, we just, we need to be in this together. Um, we need to be in this as a community. And yep. so if I can put one plug in, it would be editor E D I T O R at com L I I N O O vel.com yeah and if you have some information please share it um i'm not interested in being sued so um (laughs) oh how come (laughs) well you know so so you know anything that anything that we're putting out it it's it's run through a lot of tests Mm -hmm. um you know and and i don't want to I don't want to single anyone out more than I have already, 
But you know what? Uh, a couple of uh, articles ago, we put out some pretty, uh, some pretty on the on the fringe stuff. Yeah, but it was one hundred percent fact based. Are you talking about the uh, episode um, or the the issue you put out uh, where they, there was just absolute silence and? Uh... Yeah, the where that was the um, convicted the, the the person who was convicted of of theft at one point in time, not convicted, pleaded guilty. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was the one that had uh, the the ta- the uh, headline Kiama Shteo. Yeah. Yeah, which is in in Michif means silence. Nice. See, yeah. See, and I think uh, I. <laughs> You may have opened a floodgate now because I know for a fact in Region 1 especially, there are a lot of community people that are are unhappy and they're seeking answers and they're trying and they're writing letters and they're sending emails and they're not getting anywhere. Um, so <laughs> you may start getting some emails from them. Um, but the truth is, is I think that's great. I think if... Um, if you can... Because I know what you're going to do is take what they give you and then try to... And then run that through and fact check and figure it out and dig into it. And, and, uh, so I think that's, that's, that'd be amazing if we could generate that kind of, um, that kind of media around the the operation of these organizations. Well, it would be, and, and, you know, I, I've actually, to that end, I've approached contacts that I have outside of the Métis nation, um, uh, there was there's one longtime uh, editor in chief with major Canadian uh, newspapers that I've been I've been talking about, and this person is really interested in what we're doing and really wants to help out because this person sees the they see the 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 benefit in what it is that Lee Novelle is trying to accomplish. Yeah, and uh, so uh, this is—it's just there's so much work that we need to do. Um, so let's do it. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Graham so far. The—if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you are going to need to head over to our Patreon page and have a listen there. It is going to be our exclusive content. It's going to be our kind of additional content for our um, patrons. So you can go there and check that out if you if you want to hear that. Uh, the link to the patron page will be in the description of this show. As well for uh, all the new fans of Graham, that, uh, or hopefully new fans of his that we've created here, you can check out all of his work, um, and we'll put all those links um, in the show description as well. So it'll be easy for you to find those. And for everybody that heads over to the patron page and checks out the the after show conver- last bit of the conversation, um, thank you so much for pledging. Thank you for listening. And for the rest of you, until next time, the jig is up. You are the spark that's starting a fire that will spread across this land. And it will be a fire that doesn't burn, but a fire that cleanses, a fire that ignites in our hearts and creates light. No more.